can begin. Good afternoon. My name is Clarissa Pickens, and I will be your moderator for this afternoon's class. Welcome to another lecture given by members of the Southfield Michigan class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denomination, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield Michigan class was established in 1997. At this time, I would like to introduce to you the Dean, Dr. Marvin Lewis, and the President, Dr. Edward Yule. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or a Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means that Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, nor the Latin language have any letters or characters in their alphabet that will produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of the Heavenly Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, He is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart 
to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man cannot perceive of him in his pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given into salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple, yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also at this school, it teach by a divine pattern of the universe. It is called a divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place, and court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The 10 primary constitutional objectives and or aims of the Institute are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh or Elohim as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without the distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Six, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained. There is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved 
saving the name of Yahshua, the Messiah. And 10th, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua, the Messiah, with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace, and our slogan is speak the truth. And at this time, we'll have a prayer by Dr. Philip Crook from our Saginaw, Michigan class. And our scripture lesson this afternoon will be Romans, the first chapter, and that will be read by Dr. April Lewis. Good afternoon, class. Let us all bow our hearts and minds as we pray to our Heavenly Father, Yahweh Elohim, that through his son, our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, that he give us an understanding of today's lecture and righteousness. We ask everything that we learn of through Yahshua, that it be in righteousness, and we ask this in the name of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good evening, class. This, sorry, good afternoon. This afternoon scripture lesson will be Romans, the first chapter, and I'll be reading out of the Holy Name Bible, and that's revised by A.B. Trina. Romans, first chapter. Paul, a servant of Yahshua the Messiah, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of Yahweh, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Yahshua the Messiah, our Savior, who was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of Yahweh with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom are also, I'm sorry, among whom are ye also the called of Yahshua the Messiah, to all that be in Rome, beloved of Yahweh, called to be sons, grace to you and peace from Yahweh our Father and Yahshua the Messiah. First, I thank my Elohim through Yahshua the Messiah for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For Yahweh is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. Making requests, if by any means now at length, I may have a prosperous journey by the will of Yahweh to come unto you. For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you, but was hindered hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other nations. I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the other nations, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am already, I'm sorry, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Messiah, for it is the power of Yahweh unto salvation to everyone that believeth, 
to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of Yahweh revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of Yahweh shall be revealed from heaven against all impiety and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. For Yahweh hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and supernal nature, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew Yahweh, they glorified him not as Elohim, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible Elohim into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore Yahweh also gave them up to uncleanness, through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor, their, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of Yahweh into a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who was blessed forever. For this cause, Yahweh gave them up into vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, man, and, man with man doing that which is indecent, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which, is pro which was proper. And even as they did not like to retain Yahweh in their knowledge, Yahweh gave them over to a reprobate mind. Excuse me to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetedness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of Yahweh, despiteful, proud, bolsters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who, knowing the judgment of Yahweh, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but consent with them that do them. That was Romans, the first chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'd like to say good afternoon to the class once again. And our readers for this afternoon's class will be Dr. April Lewis and Dr. Lauren Lewis. And for our first speaker, I'm happy to call on Dr. Alexis Hamilton. Dr. Hamilton? Good afternoon, class. Um, happy to be here. Uh, happy to say anything about this gospel and this truth. Um, 
I was just saying that yesterday, you know, speaking to Yahshua, just thank you for, you know, not only the things that you blessed me with physically, but most of all, knowing this truth. At the end of the day, this truth is what is what gets me through every single day, every single situation, um, just through everything. Uh, I really enjoyed that scripture lesson. Could we go back to that? Um, starting at uh, 13. Yes, that's Romans. That's Romans 1 and 13. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. I am a debtor both to the Greek and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Messiah. For it is the power of Yahweh unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of Yahweh revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Okay, so um, I really did like that part. Just, uh, I believe, who's this speaking in here? Um, this is Paul. Paul, yeah. So Paul is uh, uh, talking to these people saying, you know, I don't want you to be ignorant of this, you know, and, and we uh, often talk about that. You know, you don't know that you don't know. You're ignorant to this truth uh, before you come into it, before you actually hear it. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you, you shouldn't be ashamed of it because at the end of the day, it's the truth. It's the one revelation that we have gotten that we, uh, that gets us through everything and being ashamed of this is, you know, turning your back onto Yahweh and it's not standing up for, you know, what the truth is. And, you know, we already talked about that in the natural state, you know, you want these people to you know, stand up and do something and, you know, uh, justice and bring justice to these people and stand up and do the right thing. And we have to have that same energy with this gospel as well. Um, go ahead and uh, go to 18. 18th verse. For the wrath of Yahweh is revealed from heaven against all unrighteous, excuse me, all unholiness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. For Yahweh has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and supernal nature, so that they are without excuse. Okay, so uh, the other reason, you know, to not be ashamed of this is because it's all proven. It's everything that all of his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made so not only are we able to see it but we're able to understand it and that alone it just says it right there and people read over that so easily but the wrath of Yahweh is revealed from heaven 
because that which may, may be known of him is manifest in them. It's right, right in you. Right. It's right in you. So you you decide to be willfully ignorant of mm-hmm. it after being shown and it's been proven to you in your own body. You know, that's the wrath of Yahweh that's going to come. Mm-hmm. You already know it's going to come. So uh, if we could jump to... Uh, um 25 25th verse <clears throat> um can we start at 21 mm-hmm. okay uh, 21st verse because that when they knew Yahweh they glorified him not as Yahweh neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves to be wise they became fools okay so right there lauren one second so i'm glad you jumped to 21 um it's because they they knew him but did not glorify him they were they weren't thankful but became futile in their own thoughts that's all we see now uh the world is in unbelief it's it's in their own thoughts and their own, you know, foolish hearts. Everything's darkened, just like Yahweh darkened Pharaoh's heart back there in Egypt. It's a constant um, pattern that we see in all of these stories in the Bible. You know, Yahweh saves them. They, you know, they break a covenant. They, they do the wrong things and their hearts are darkened. And you have those people that, you know, stay willful and you know, with Yahweh. And that's what we are striving to do here. So uh, go ahead and keep reading. And change the glory of the uncorruptible L into an image made like to corruptible man and two birds and four-footed beasts in creeping things. Okay. So yeah, we see, we saw that too down there in Egypt. You know, they, they, they disregard Yahweh and make their own thing, make their own image, you know, even if it's an animal, you know, we saw down there, they made a golden calf, you know, when Moses was up in the mountain. And, you know, it's like, after all of that, that Yahweh brought you through, brought you through that Red Sea, you saw the wonders of heaven happen. And then you went back and created uh, an idol, you know, like, it's it's bound to happen and we just ask Yahweh to keep us because you know that easy you can be switched over and we don't want that so go ahead and keep reading wherefore Yahweh also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own flesh excuse me flesh to dishonor their own bodies between themselves excuse me can everyone see the charts Alexis can you see yeah Mm -hmm. okay All right, perfect. Thank you. 26th verse, who changed the truth of Yahweh into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who was blessed forever. Hallelujah. Okay, right there. That just reminded me of just saying, can you read that again, actually? Sure. 26th verse for this, I'm sorry, 25th verse. Wherefore, Yahweh also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of Yahweh into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who was blessed forever. Hallelujah. So they 
change the truth. That's what that negative spirit does. He, he, he changes it just like when Trump was in office and he said alternative facts, like that's, it's either fact or a lie. You know, it, it, it's, it's one or the other. It's not any in between. So uh, it just kind of reminds me of that and seeing it, you know, in the church world, you know, a lot of these um, pastors know the truth. They know the true name, but they change it. They say that it's okay to, you know, call uh, him whatever you want, you know, and and I've never uh, had a, a sit down one-on-one with a, a pastor. I've, I had a boss that was one and we had a brief conversation and he knew what the name was. I, I kind of talked to him because I wanted, I knew he was into church and it was a moment we were just uh, talking and I told him, you know, the name is Yahweh and, you know, there was no J, no Jesus. And, and he, he was like, oh yeah, I know that. And, and that alone made me like, okay, so why are you calling him another name? Why are you changing the truth? Why, why are you preaching so heavy on God, Lord, and Jesus Christ when you know for a fact that those were the actual, that Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua are the actual names? It's changing this, this truth, which is a lie. So go ahead and keep reading. Mm-hmm. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, the 26th verse. For this cause, Yahweh gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain Yahweh in their knowledge, Yahweh gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetedness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of Yahweh, despiteful, proud, boasters, Eventers of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of Yahweh, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Okay, so that, that's all I see in this world is all of that which was just listed. Um Go ahead and um, jump to two uh, between verse one and, okay, yeah, verse one and two in chapter two. That's Romans two and one. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judges, for for wherein thou judges another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judges doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of Yahweh is according to truth against them which commit such things. Okay, so once again, we hear this, uh, you're inexcusable. There is no excuse at the end of the day. We have all of the tools available to us. Um, 
and and we're supposed to be brought up to be able to to preach this to other people to to speak about this to other people because we might be you know that one moment in their life that they're introduced to this gospel so it's important for us to you know and i'm working on that myself speaking for myself just trying to you know get a a, a understanding not only understanding but be able to recite some things to these people be able to point these kind of things out that they overlook. Um, and down there at two and 11, it says there is no partiality with Elohim. And that just jumped out to me just looking at that page just now. Um, it's, it's, it's all in or is nothing. You know, it's, we got to dedicate this time to Yahweh. And I thank him so much for uh, having us still be able to meet through Zoom and uh, you know, talk about this gospel and just uh, feed ourselves, feed our souls. Because when we go out into this world, it's all of what she just said. And, you know, that first the end of that first chapter, that's all we see. And this is the only thing that uh, this, this is that positivity that we need to, to actually survive out here in this world. Um, that scripture reminded me of let me see. I think it's Thessalonians. Um, one second. Okay. Uh, I believe Second Thessalonians, the second chapter. If you could get that. What chapter did you say, Alexis? Uh, second Thessalonians, uh, two and one, Alexis. Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. The second Thessalonians two and one. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Savior, Yahshua, the Messiah, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us as that the day of the Messiah is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Okay, so that, that there has to be a falling away. You know, there, there has to be a change that happens. Um, just like uh, we see that, you know, with the tabernacle, that high priest had to change into those garments of beauty and glory. Um, with the seasons, we see that, you know, a change has to happen for all of the plants and everything to come, you know, into fruition. So uh, go ahead and keep going. Fourth verse. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called Elohim, or that is worship, so that he, as the Almighty, sitteth in the temple of Yahweh, showing himself that he is the mighty one. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time for the mystery of iniquity doth work doth already work only he who now restraineth will restrain until he be taken out of the way 
and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom Yahshua shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and, and signs of, and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, Yahweh shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Okay, pause right there. So he's going to send them a strong delusion. You know, people want to believe these things so much or they are introduced to the truth, but, you know, somehow they continue to, you know, utilize that God and Jesus Christ. He's going to, you know, let them believe it. He's going to, you know, make it true to them somehow they're going to believe this delusion. It's like darkening their hearts. And I just pray that we <laughs> are, are never uh, exposed to, you know, that negative spirit like that. So go ahead and keep going. Twelfth verse, that they all might be judged who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to Yahweh for you, brethren, beloved of him, because he hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our evangel to the obtaining of the glory of our savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah himself, and Yahweh, even our Father, which have loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, he chose us from the beginning. And my prayer always to him, at least every day, like, thank you for choosing me and please keep me. Um, and stand fast and hold to those traditions, you know. So could you jump to three and one? Second Thessalonians three and one. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of Yahweh may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men for all men have not faith. But Yahweh is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Yes, so um, he will establish us. He'll give us that foundation, you know, um, and guarding us. I know in the King James, it says, guard you from the evil one. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, that's all I pray for with Yahshua. And, and uh, could you jump to three and 16? Second Thessalonians 3 and 16. Now the Elohim of peace himself 
give you peace always by all means. Yahweh be with you all. Yes, and, and that's my, you know, final thing to say, but uh, I just ask Yahweh to give, you know, give me peace and in this gospel, because that's the only peace that's in this world um, to keep me and thank you for choosing me and uh, for knowing this truth. Um, because at the end of the day, that that is the ultimate thing that matters and um, continue to teach me about things, this, even the small things, you know, every day I'm asking, show me, you know, what uh, is beneficial about this that I'm doing. Show me what's, what spiritual aspect is in what I'm doing right now. Um, for example, I love to you know, make candles and, you know, it's the little things like, oh, wow, a candle is three parts. It's a vessel, it's wax and a wick. Um, and then, you know, I love to, you know, work out and I love listening to this podcast. And he was going into the detail about, you know, being consistent and, uh, a lot of people go into it, you know, ignorantly and not saying that in a negative way, but he literally said, they don't know that they don't know. And I said, wow, I hear that in class all the time that, you know, you don't know that you don't know that you don't know. And he was going into three parts of, uh, of, uh, of that too. I can't remember what he said, but uh, it's the small things like that, that I asked Yahshua to, to show me the spiritual aspect of these things in this world. And it's, it, it's in everything, things that you don't even think about. And every time I, I get that revelation, I, I just smile and I'm just happy. And I just say, thank you, Yashua. So um, hopefully uh, someone got something out of that, but thank you, Yashua. Um, I'm glad all of you are here and uh, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Hamilton. And for our second speaker, we have to call on from the president of the Lansing, Michigan class, Dr. Tina Pettigrew. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I enjoyed the previous speaker. Um, let's go over and get John. 14 and 26. That's John 14 and 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Okay. So the comforter who the Holy Spirit the comforter. Let me just calm down because I didn't expect this. I'm very happy to be here um, this afternoon. Um, <clears throat> and today is Palm Sunday and we had a very good class today. Uh, Nikki Johnson came in and, and, and really uh, went over the Passover and it was a beautiful thing. Um, and so that's kind of what's on my mind right now. Um, let's get... Uh, Exodus 12 and 1. Um, so if we can go to the, yeah, we're already at the elementary chart. Um, 
I can zoom right in there into uh, Egypt there. <sighs> the things that are going on today uh, are very uh, disheartening, but we know in Yahshua the Messiah, um, he is the resurrection. He's always the resurrection. And we know that Yahweh is spirit. He has his nine divine attributes of wisdom, knowledge, intelligence, love, beauty, justice, foundation, power, and strength. And that him coming into shape and form as the pattern or the archetype original pattern of the universe, um, he created a creation. And the pattern, the creation mirrors the pattern because Yahweh Elohim is the pattern. So we have the children of Israel down here in Egypt. And of course, we're going to go through this pattern because our pattern has the most holy place, the holy place and the court that goes around about. And this pattern is the image of the true Yahweh Elohim. Now, when we have patterns within patterns within the patterns. We have an exodus before we have a genesis. So in other words, Yahweh delivers the children of Israel before uh, the, or he, he, there's an exodus or there's a, a movement or a, out of that bondage before there's the genesis or uh, what we see in Genesis. What I have going in my mind, I know I'm getting clear, but... <laughs> So we have the children of Israel, which are in bondage in Egypt. They have to go through a certain pattern in order to come out of that state of mind, right? We look at our tabernacle, we go to the first thing we see, we have that altar of sin sacrifice, which the, the uh, sacrifice obviously is put on that altar. And see so Yahweh setting up his plan purpose pattern and plan of salvation and i've heard it said in this class before he's been teaching for six thousand years and we you know yahweh's been preaching for a long time so we have the the altar of sin sacrifice uh in our tabernacle here at the bottom we have then our brazen labor okay which holds the water and this is basic and we have the holy anointing oil which the high priest is anointed before he enters into the holy place where you get to some light some bread and some intercession you see now the children of israel when we go down here uh, to exodus go ahead and pick up exodus the 12th chapter because when they were in bondage down here they had to come out of that bondage by way of a great hand you see what i'm saying and yahweh said that he was going to send Moses down to send his, get his people out of that land to bring them up uh, to a great land and a large land into a land flowing with milk and honey. And so that they might worship him and sacrifice to Yash Yahweh at the Mount. You see what I'm saying? So go ahead and pick up uh, Exodus, the 12th chapter in the first verse. That's Exodus 12 and one. And Yahweh spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. 
Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. Okay, because so they're going to take they're going to take a lamb according to the house of their fathers. You see what I'm saying? A male of the first year. And they're coming up out of here. You see, they're coming up out of the land of Egypt. They got to put that blood of the lamb on the door. You see that? You know, did you want to show your video? Oh, okay. I guess I can. No, I, I, well, I was asking because your video came on or because I, I saw that you were going to the chart. If you want to show it, you could go ahead. That's fine. Yeah, I, I might as well go ahead because I'm here at the class building and I'm a little disheveled. I was doing some editing to put our stuff up, but it's fine. Um, okay, I'll turn it back on for you. Because I, I feel a little more comfortable just doing it this way okay. if I can. Um, I, I sent the, the thing for you to turn it back on, so you have to, okay, perfect. Thank you. Okay. All right. So you can see everything just fine? Yep. Okay. So we have the children of, you know, they have to come up out of Egypt, you see, and put this blood on the door, you see, before they can come up out of the land of Egypt, you see, and uh, sorry about that. And we have the altar of sin sacrifice here. Uh, that has the four points of blood you see on the altar the labor that we talked about the holy anointing oil you see and the door we got the seven branch golden candlestick the table of showbread and the altar of sin sacrifice and then we go up to the most holy place you see where we have the ark of the covenant the uh, Aaron's rod that budded the ten commandment law the two archangels overshadowing the mercy seat. And of course, we have the angels on the veil, you see, and um, those dividing. So we have the most, uh, the court roundabout, the holy place, and the most holy place. So the most holy place, holy place, court roundabout. And we talked about Yahweh, you see, how he is these divine attributes, divine wisdom knowledge, intelligence, love, beauty, justice, foundation, power, and strength, and that he showed himself to Moses that there was, again, like I said, an exodus, right, that happened before he saw the genesis of the creation. But it's all born according to the pattern of the universe, see, which is the divine pattern of the universe. Okay, so we got them down here in Egypt. It's the uh, first day of the month to them, which in uh, in our they say that January is the first month of the year. But really, we come to understand that April's the first month of the year. You see, during the res resurrection time of the year, and Yahshua is resurrection. You see what I'm saying? So let's uh, go ahead and keep reading there in Exodus the twelfth chapter and the first verse. I think you're at the two or three. Um, third verse. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. So they're going to have to take a lamb for a house. Read, please. If the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his house take it 
according to the number of souls. Now, if the, if the land be too little, let them share the land with their neighbor. You see what I'm saying? Read on. Every man, according to his eating. According shall, to what he eats, uh-huh. shall make his count for the land. You see, just like it was set up here, back here. You see, the, that sacrifice had to be put on that altar. You see, we're talking about the pattern of the universe, who's Yahweh Elohim, that had to be put on, sacrifice had to put on, be put on that altar. So now they're coming out of the land of Egypt and he, they got to put that lamb on the four corners of that door. Read on, please. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. So we see it's pointing to Yahshua, the Messiah, who is a male without blemish. He is a male of the first year. We see that up here. You see, he's the one. Where am I? You see. A male of the first year because you see, this A here, ESC for alpha, and the F there for finish. He's the alpha, he's the first, and he's the last, you see. So he's a male of the first year. He comes on out here. You see a male of the first year. You see, go ahead and read. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from, from the goats. Mm-hmm. And ye shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. Mm-hmm. So we got the tip of the 14th. So they got to hold it over for three days. You see, when we look at our um, ages and dispensations chart. You see, we come to find out that Yahshua comes in in the 4,000th year. He was held over for three ages. You see what I'm saying? A, uh, a thousand years for one day, one day, a thousand years. You see what I'm saying? He comes in on the 4,000th year. He's held over for three. You see what I'm saying? And he comes in on the fourth, you see, the fourth, 4,000th year. Read, please. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it between the two evenings. Now we're talking about the establishment of this lamb. You see that lamb right there? You see, it's got to be killed between the two evenings. Read on. And they shall take of the blood and, and strike it. See, they're going to take the blood. You see that? You see the door there? The, the, the uh, bowl there, the, the, the basin, at the, the, the bowl, uh, basin of blow, uh, blood at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You see, and then they have the suit, two side posts, the upper door posts, you see, and they're going to strike the door see what i'm saying read and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts uh-huh and on the upper door posts of the houses you see that in the upper door posts of their houses read wherein they shall eat it see now they got to eat the lamb on the inside of their house it's got to be on the inside it can't be on the outside it has to be on the inside you see right Okay, go ahead and read. And they shall eat the flesh in the night, roast with fire and unleavened bread. And they got to eat it with fire in the night, roast with fire, unleavened bread. Why is this happening? Because during this time, you see, you know, he's setting up something. You see, it had to be unleavened bread because Yahshua said, I am the bread. And he hadn't risen at that point. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we have the blood 
you see, of that sacrifice, that lamb that had to be uh, put on the inside of the door. This is talking all about Yahshua the Messiah, according to the tabernacle pattern. You see, you see those four points of blood, and that sacrifice had to go on that on that altar. You see, and the altar was basically ninety inches around. You see, and you and it has four sides. So we see four. 90, 490, you see? And we look over here, we see that Yahshua, he operates through a certain purpose, pattern, and plan. Is this looking backwards to you guys? No. Okay, so you see that 490? You see, uh, Daniel talks about those uh, cycles, your 490-year cycles. You see that uh, also go according to the pattern of Yahshua the Messiah, what he is. So we have his sacrifice in here. And oh my goodness, wait a minute. You have to sacrifice. You have an altar on your, in your court roundabout. And then we have Yash, them setting up. Like I said, the Exodus had to be before the Genesis back here. They had to put the blood on the inside of their door. Why? Because it's pointing to the true blood of the lamb, Yahshua the Messiah, you see, who was. he's our Yahshua is our Passover he sacrificed for us you see he's the lamb of Yahweh he was sacrificed from the foundation of the world you see what I'm saying so he's setting up all these things how he would come in and die they had laws set up back there that they had to follow you see but he came in to die to do that so uh to take move that stuff out of the way you see what I'm saying okay go ahead and read eighth verse and they shall eat the flesh in the night, roast with fire and unleavened bread. And with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roast with fire. His head with his legs and with the inwards thereof. So why couldn't this, why couldn't this, why couldn't it be, why couldn't it, why couldn't they eat it raw? Why couldn't it be roast with fire or why couldn't it be boiled? Mm -hmm. You see, because when Yahshua the Messiah was put on the cross and put in, he, he uh, died and he was buried uh, in Joseph's new tomb. You see what I'm saying? He resurrected. See, he, he, when they went to find him here, they could not find him. Why? They found only his clothes. Right. And, uh, because he had to be consumed. You see, he basically went back in to his spiritual state. You know what I'm saying? You see, that's what he was going back to. Okay, so go ahead and read. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. 10th verse. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. Oh, I was saying, why can't it be raw? Why, right. can't, why, can't, it be raw? why can't it be boiled? Mm -hmm. Because he he he's he's a first of all Yahweh's consumed fire but he basically uh he was consumed that night you see what i'm saying in other words he just what's the word dematerialized if you will you see and so he had to be roasted with fire and then we talk about the roast that happened when you have different celebrities or whoever have roasting parties you know they are under the hot seat because they're getting talked about and ridiculed kind of bad wasn't Yahshua talked about and 
ridiculed. You see, when they put him on the cross, you see this I, I N R I, which we know that is Y N R Y, Yahshua of Nazareth, the uh, Yehudis, okay? You see what I'm saying? He was roast. You see, and you see what they wrote on. They, yeah, this was this was supposed to show exactly what their crime was when they uh, committed a crime. You see what I'm saying? And he was hung on the cross for uh, claiming to be Yahshua, the Messiah, who is the one to save people from their sins, being the to uh, being the son of Yahweh. That's what he claimed to be. You see what I'm saying? That's who he is. And that's why they crucified him. This innocent, they just crucified him. You know, they said, oh, if you be the son of man, why don't you just, you know, save yourself, you know? But see, Yahshua had a plan of salvation. He did not, they did not kill him. You see what I'm saying? Get that scripture. What scripture is that? Uh, no man, take my life. Is that John? Well, we're looking. Oh, yeah, that's John 10, John 10 and 18. 18. Yeah. Thank you. That's John 10 and 18. No mint. I will start at um, 16. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. See, Yahshua the Messiah has the power to lay down his life, and he has the power to pick it up again. And this is what I'm saying. We have faith and trust in Yahshua the Messiah. See, we're not, we're not messing around with some type of Mickey Mouse God. Do you know what I'm saying? That has no power. Yahshua the Messiah, he can lay his life down and pick it up again. That, that is the power of the resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah, you see. No man takes his life. So, you know, people say, oh, it was the Jews, you know, people get mad, you know, I don't know, anti-Semitic stuff because they say he, he killed him. No man takes his life. No man take my life, Yahshua the Messiah, but I lay it down. He laid it down. Same thing that happened. I'm all over the place. It's the same thing that happened here. Didn't nobody take Adam's life. He laid it down for his bride. You see what I'm saying? And we, being the bride of Yahshua the Messiah, Yahshua has laid down his life by pouring, outpouring of the Holy Spirit to, unto us. He laid it down for the bride of the body, which, which we are. You see what I'm saying? So he's going to lay down his life and he's going to pour out his Holy Spirit. And the whole purpose of all this stuff is because in the beginning of this, when we talked, oh God, I'm flying. But see, when the beginning, when uh, Moses was up here in the Mount, after he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, you see, and he, you see, he sees the transgression of Adam and Eve. You see, Adam Eve is taken out of Adam, you see, and Eve is deceived. And then that sets into motion 
uh, a uh, dis disjointed. They're not uh, communicating with Yahweh anymore. You see what I'm saying? And so the death, burial, and resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah is putting the woman back in the man where she belongs. You see what I'm saying? And then you see, this is what we're coming to. Well, the woman is not clothed in the sun right there. She is clothed in the sun right here. And so you see the woman clothed in the sun. That is what the baptism of the Holy Spirit does for us. You see, he, you know, we talked about this morning with Nikki about how that uh, you have to have a knowledge and understanding of Yahshua the Messiah. And um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. That getting to know something about Yahshua the Messiah, understanding his knowledge and getting that in you, you see what I'm saying? Is your only hope of glory, period. You see, all the, the uh, gods that they were under uh, down here in Egypt, they had to, Yahshua, by the blood of, you know, in principle, the blood of that lamb that's pointing to Yahshua the Messiah, they're able to be freed from all those gods and idols and all the falsehood and all the darkness that this one here, you know, is uh, trying to put on us. You see what I'm saying? The father of lies is, is death. You see? You see the chains around his head? He's all chained up. Spiritual chains of everlasting darkness. See, understanding something about, you see that up here? You see righteousness? Yeah, this is Yahshua the Messiah. You see that righteousness? And the, you see right at the top, right here in the holy place, you see that spiritual bride? You see that spiritual bride there? That's what we're talking about, you see? Being in Yahweh, you see? He is, I will be what I will to be. And not, I am that I am. I am that I am really should be over here, you see? Because he is what he is, you see? But we come to find out that we have a, an Elohim that is a, a living Elohim, not a dead one, you see, based on darkness and deception. And you see right here, we can say, murder, man of sin. You see, I'm saying he's a beast. He's a accuser of the brother, you see. But Yahshua the Messiah, you see, you have the host of Yahshua, you see, through his blood, you see him fulfilling the law you see he's the sabbath he's the host he's righteousness you see he's righteousness yashua the messiah he's a healer he's a healer he's a provider provider you see yahweh nisi he's our banner you see he's our shepherd He's the Sabbath, and you see right up in here, you are his spiritual bride, you see. You see. So 
through our tabernacle, we have him uh, dead, buried, resurrection. Okay, so we go to the burial, the labor. This is according to Yahweh, who is our original pattern of the universe, you see. We come through this migratory pattern and we come to the next thing. If it's water here in the tabernacle, then we're going to have to come up to see some type of water, you see. So they come out through the, uh, oh, you were reading in Exodus 12 chapter, you were on a certain verse. What verse were you at? I was on the um, 10th verse. Okay, keep going, please. Exodus 12 and 10. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth of it until the morning, ye shall burn with fire. You see that. So when they had to take out that lamb, they had to eat all of it. It couldn't be raw, couldn't be boiled, had to be roasted. Just like Yahshua the Messiah on the cross, he had to, you know, took it out on the tent, out over for four days. You see, he had to be roasted. You see, uh, go ahead. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand. So you got to be ready to go. You got to eat this stuff and be ready to go. And that's where we are right now. It's time to get this knowledge in you. You see, get, get to eating and, and be ready to go. Right. Because the things that were coming upon us uh, that I see coming in the future is just crazy. So look, now's the time you see to understand that having Yahshua and you having his knowledge in you is going to give you some stability out of this uh crazy world go ahead and read and ye shall eat it in haste it is Yahweh's Passover you better hurry up and eat it mm-hmm. look this is Yahweh's Passover we're not talking about and we talked about this earlier today right uh, Nikki about how that you know she was talking about how that you know, I never went to church like uh, other folks did, like that they have those little wafers and grape juice. <laughs> I know what she was saying. She said that she, uh-oh, still there? Yes. Oh, okay, sorry. You know, something about that uh, somebody was putting a lawsuit on because they, uh, they, they started doing the wine instead of every once in a while, every week. And he wanted to uh, sue the church because uh, he became a drunk because he was drinking every week. What? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So look, the new wine that we want is the wine of Yahshua the Messiah, but it just, that's crazy, but it's true. Like it's, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's something that, uh, yeah. I mean, he had a valid point. You're giving me uh, wine every week, right? With a little uh, wafer. See, we heard what the menu was. It was bitter herbs, unleavened bread, lamb. You see, we saw what was on the menu. You know, uh, it wasn't, you know, wine in a, uh, you know, it's not the fake gods. See what I'm saying? Look, we've come into a living Elohim. This is not, a game is not a joke. This is not, uh, we're not playing, we're not playing around here. So go ahead and read, please. Dr. Pettigrew, you have five minutes remaining. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> That's Exodus 12 and 12. Mm-hmm. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night 
and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Both man Why and is he beast. doing that? You mm -hmm. see that? Between man and beast, you see, he says, I'm the alpha and the omega. I'm the first and the last. So, you know, he's, he's uh, smiting their firstborn, you see. We're, we're uh, killing all these... Uh, See, we have these ideas and idols and gods in our head that we need to get out. We have to have a proper image of our creator, a proper image, you see. Okay. The righteous image, the right image of who Yahweh Elohim is and how he exists in your, in your tabernacle, how he exists in your life, you see. So by eliminating all those gods and ideas and thoughts in their head, you see, he told them the reason why they're coming out here so that, that they may worship him, Yahweh Elohim, at this mount. So that they might sacrifice to him. Because before that, they had no choice but to worship what it was in darkness, you see. And this is what this uh, this is what we've all been subject to. You know, we had to take on the falsities of the world. You see what I'm saying? And Yahshua comes out of pure spirit into shape and form as a pattern of the pattern of the tabernacle to show you that there is like Malachi 3 and 6, it talks about how that I am Yahweh, you see, and I change not. Right. And that's why the sons of Jacob are not consumed. The sons of Jacob, his name was turned to Israel. You see what I'm saying? So we're talking about the children, you're not, they're not consumed because there's some consistency. There's a, there's a, a permanence, you see. Um, and you can be the spiritual bride of Yahshua the Messiah by learning and understanding of him, just like it talks about in John uh, uh, 5 and 39 through 43. You see what I'm saying? But I'm going to uh, close up there. Thank you for allowing me to say a few words about Yahshua the Messiah. I'm sorry it was so kind of all over the place, but I appreciate you there in Southfield. And thank you very much. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Pettigrew. And for our next speaker, we're happy to call on from our Orlando, Florida class, Dr. Nikki Johnson. Dr. Johnson, if you're there, since you're there with uh, Tina, if you would like to use your camera, you can do so as well. Are you on? Yeah, good evening class or good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> I'm sorry, this was a little unexpected, but I am definitely happy to be. I need you to turn off your phone. I'm sorry. sorry, guys. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a privilege and an honor to be able to give a reasonable testimony of some of the things that I've learned since being a student in this class. And I do appreciate um, the comments of both of the speakers um, before me that I was able to hear. Um, I don't need to help this. Um, so the previous speaker was talking about, the previous speaker was talking about the reality of this thing. Um, you know, coming into class, you come to know the name of the creator. You come to know 
some things about him, his attributes, the things that are important that'll help you to understand his, his pattern and plan of salvation. And then you get to, you get to become knowledgeable of the things that are laid down in the scriptures. Things like she talked about with the Passover this morning or different carnal ordinances that were laid down in the law and testimony, like your circumcisions, your baptisms, uh, the 10 commandment law. You come to learn of these things from a natural standpoint. And then we come to understand that the, the ultimate result of being able to have a knowledge and understanding of these things is so that you might understand something about our savior who is Yahshua the Messiah. He talked about the fact that he came that he came in to fulfill. He came in to remove all the natural, physical ways of worshiping Yahweh back under that law, moving it out of the way and converting it into a spiritual reality. So when he outpours his Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, first unto the Jews and then unto the Gentiles, then you have this fruit that becomes to be multiplied. And then they're able to go out and preach this gospel. They're able to go out and expound using the law and the testimony, those same witnesses that were laid down, the things concerning Yahshua the Messiah, because we need not forget that at the end of the day, the whole, the whole purpose of being able to come to a class, of being able to listen in on these Zoom calls, about being able to gather with the brethren any and any time is to be able to learn something about our creator because the end result is him getting the glory. So down here when we're looking at, and I don't even know, um, when we're looking at the reality of what's happening now, can somebody get me, uh, mm, get me first Corinthians, um, And actually, we'll just keep it with the Passover since that's what she was talking about. Go ahead and give me First Corinthians to the fifth chapter. And Dr. Johnson, are you uh, pointing to the charts? If so, if Tina can turn on her video, so you can see uh, that would be perfect. You can still use your microphone. She can just turn on her video. Oh, hearing perfect. She might be able to get that together. I can't multitask. Yep, yep. Nope, she's got it together. We're good. Okay, and that's five and one that you want? Um, you can, yes, you can start at five and one. Okay, perfect. First Corinthians five and one. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have, have his father's wife, excuse me. And ye are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that hath doth this deed might be taken away from among you. For verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, having judged already, as though I were present concerning him that has so done this deed. In the name of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, when you are gathered together in my spirit with the power of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of our Savior, Yahshua. Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. 
Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even the Messiah, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So now he's he's saying, purge out therefore that old leaven. Um, and there's a there's another scripture in Matthew I might think of it in a minute. But so we we know that we talked about on the menu back there with the Passover, you had unleavened bread. And we know that it had to be unleavened back there because the Messiah had not risen. But that was still physical. So now when we're talking about this spiritually, so, um, and it's referenced in a few other places, but when he's talking about leaven from a spiritual standpoint, because, you know, you have natural food that you can eat, but as this is a spiritual operation, we're talking about spiritual food now. So then Yahshua, the Messiah, when we're talking about purging out that old leaven or that in You'll get it a little later, but it's talking about the malice and the wickedness. There is a there's a brain chart in some classes that shows um, on one side, it shows the old night. And then on the other side, it shows the new day. And it gives you a description of all the all the old ways that would have been. Uh, and she was pointing at the Ayer Asher Ayer chart, but when you saw the mystery of iniquity, all those old attributes that would have been associated with you being in that particular state of mind, if you will, versus those things when we talk about, now this is a spiritual Passover. It's a, it's a spiritual migration from death unto life that's happening here. And so go ahead and keep reading. That's the seventh verse. Purge mm -hmm. out therefore the old leaven. <clears throat> that you may be a new lump. Did you read six though? I, you didn't. Uh, yes, I can read it again if you like. Please, thank you. Six verse. Your glorying is not good. Know you not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Mm -hmm. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even the Messiah, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. For even the Messiah, our Passover is sacrificed for us. And I don't, I don't, this, this last year, everybody's been dealing with a whole lot of stuff. Um, but for me, it's really been an important time of introspection because when we really, when we really get down to the reality of this thing and examining what it is that the savior did for us. When we talk about how he, he died this death and he was buried in Joseph's new tomb and he resurrected again the third day so that he could pour out his Holy Spirit. The, the magnitude of what was done when we examine these carnal ordinances that were back here and the things that they had to do, the things that they couldn't keep, the way that they were in and out of bondage for their disobedience. And it's no longer... It's no longer physical now, and that's a blessing, but trying to get out of the spiritual bondage, and I mean, even after you, you come into class and you start to learn and understand some things, it's, it's the things that are still happening in the world that are that's still pulling people back into some type of bondage. You still get all these concepts, these opinions, these things that are not according to the divine vision and revelation, whether it be erroneous doctrines or just ideologies that people are coming up with. There's so many, you know, and I was talking about this earlier today, there's, there's so much that you can find on YouTube 
or on Google or even on TikTok these days, things that seem profound or seem like there's something that, that seem like they could be accurate. But coming down in a class and we remember that this, this is a school of research and we wanna know something in truth about Yahweh, our Elohim through his son, Yahshua. That's a part of still continuing to get out of that spiritual bondage. Our fifth aim of the school is to extirpate current superstition. Y'all, even if you've been in this class 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, there's still some extirpating that's going on. There's still some learning, some growing in this knowledge, in this grace, in this teaching that'll continue your relationship with Yahweh, our Elohim. That's what we're talking about, the reality of this thing, that when you actually get down to being able to live this life, present tense, and continuing to do that. So now it's not just, oh, I learned about this Passover memorial feast back here with the children of Israel, and I can say, oh, I don't celebrate the Passover. Or I learned about how Yahshua was baptized back here and how he moved physical baptisms out of the way. Okay, that's over. Or even you get down and you understand that he is the reality of all that it was that was laid down here. But we come down to a point here now where it's like, but what does it do for you? What is it? How is it affecting your life down here now? Present tense, today, March 20. 8th at 2.53 p.m. on this Sunday. How, how is it affecting your life? Right. How do you, what do you understand about your creator that's helping you get through all these things that are going on? Because I don't know about you guys, but these last few months, um, I've been dealing with some health stuff. You know, I have this whole thing about there's a autoimmune disease and a whole bunch of symptoms. And it's, it's been a little rough. And I sit back and I think about what I would what I would really do if I was still out there in the world and I did not have Yahshua and right. I did not know Yahshua. And it it this is something that you have to start to take personally mm-hmm. if you haven't already. It's time now. The introspection, you know, time is short. People have heard that over and over and over again. And I don't even care about the time in terms of, and I, I don't care, I don't say it like that. We're not even necessarily talking about the universal revelation. We're talking about your own individual time. Right. It's important now. It has always been important. Your relationship with your creator at this point in life should be your sole priority. Passing over. We're still talking about from that spiritual, whatever spiritual bondage that you were in, because this is what's going to sustain you. We hear over and over again about 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, moreover, brother, and I declare unto you the gospel. And it, it gets repeated. It's repetitive. And the repetition is supposed to give you some faith in the operation of Yahweh. It's not supposed to just become vain words. It talks about, uh, what is it? Uh, brass and tinkling symbols. It's not supposed to be something that you just hear because, you know, we had a, I don't, and I'm sorry, I missed what the scripture lesson was this morning, but earlier we had John the 12th chapter read and it, it occurred to me, and it's, it's a long chapter actually, but you know, having been out there in the church, if I had read that, it's like, I might've got one scripture that out of it, like maybe the, I think it was the 46th verse that I'm, it might've held on and I'd have been like, oh, this makes me feel good. Cause it's talking about light and I don't want to be in darkness. 
But then it's like, but do you really, do you really understand? And then once you understand, does it really have an effect on you down here, present tense? So I need, can you get me, um, can you get, what is this? Can you get first Peter, the first chapter? And I think you can start at the fourth verse. The first Peter one and four to an inheritance and corrupt. Uh, go ahead and just start at one. Mm -hmm. That's first Peter one and one. Peter, an apostle of Yahshua, the Messiah, to the sojourners of this of the dispersion scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of Yahweh the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Yahshua the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the El and Father of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah. According Father. to his abundant mercy, we need not forget that it is, it is his mercy that has been bestowed upon us if we know or understand anything and if we have the ability to impart it unto someone else. Go ahead and keep reading which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah from the dead mm -hmm. to an inheritance incorruptible. To an inheritance that's uncorruptible. All this stuff that we're looking at in the world that is just, it's, it is literally pure corruption. Mm -hmm. And it's, you, see it, you see it magnified these days right now in everything that you look at, we're looking at something that's uncorruptible. Go ahead and keep reading. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled mm -hmm. and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of Yahweh through faith until salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Mm -hmm. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, Though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold trials, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Yahshua the Messiah, whom having not seen, ye love. And whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. You rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. So I, I know I'm, a, I'm out of time pretty much. And I'm not even sure I was able to get out what it was that I was trying to say. But this thing has, is, is coming to an end. And I, I guess I'll just end with this encouragement. Um, there's so much going on in the world. And I'm, I'm so thankful that I was brought into class. I'm thankful for the brethren that continue to encourage, the brethren that continue to 
learn together and grow in grace in this gospel till we all come unto the unity of the spirit. And there was a transcript uh, that I had read earlier. It's, it's warning, probationary period, then flaming vengeance. And the encouragement that the founder gave at the very end of this transcript, um, and I'm just gonna read a part of it really quick. And it just says, more important than anything else, let nothing hinder you or obstruct you or keep you from coming here because you, need, you do need this school. You need this knowledge. You need this understanding. You need this encouragement. You need some faith. You need to see and understand what's going on now. Now you just have to have it. You can't get it out of there. If there's no pasture, no grass around, you have to take them to another field. Now children do that. And then you come yourself. Don't be having these lazy excuses and all these different kinds of things, little belly aches and little things like that, little minor things. Come and bring somebody else to try to help somebody save their soul. We wanna remember that coming together to gather and teaching this doctrine that's being preached, this gospel that's being shared, it is to the saving of one's soul to help somebody pass over from that spiritual bondage unto life, to be able to get out of all this darkness in the world and to be able to see some light so that when you pass over out of this flesh and you, you know that it's, it's in righteousness, you, in righteousness, you've received of Yahshua's Holy Spirit and being able to live in that state of heaven while you're still here in a physical body is what you ultimately wanna be able to see for yourself. And to share that with somebody else, to be able to impart that type of love, we want to just stay encouraged. It's, it's coming down here to the end. And I'll, I'll say this and I'll say hallelujah. If you've been in class for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, brethren, don't give up now. People, a lot of people have had an entire year in, the, in their houses for this pandemic. But don't get to the end of this race. It's given to those that endure. Don't get to the end and then just sit down. We still have a finish line that we want to get to. And you still have babes that are coming in after you that have, that have a desire to want to know Yahweh, our Elohim. And it is your duty as an ambassador of this gospel, as a minister of this class, to continue to impart that. And I'm thankful for those, for those that continue to and for those that Yahweh gives an unction to have the desire to want to keep preaching this gospel so that souls can still be saved and we can get up out of here. I hope somebody got something from what was said. Mm -hmm. All honor, all glory, all praise go to Yahweh Elohim through his son, Yahshua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Johnson. And for our next speaker, we have from the Southfield, Michigan class, Dr. Dorian Lewis. Good afternoon, class. I am glad that Yahweh's given us another opportunity that we might learn something of him. I thoroughly enjoy class today. It's wonderful to see the brethren, mm -hmm. wonderful to see the charts in person. Zoom is, is great. It has its benefits, but it's nice to see the charts. And so I want to continue on what the brethren were talking about, just as encouragement. We don't have much time. Uh, can you get me the scripture? I don't know where it's at. I'm looking for it now, where it talks about um, unless these times be shortened. You guys know what I'm talking about? Except these times. 
Matthew 24 chapter. Thank you. Matthew 24. Matthew's 24 and 22. Mm -hmm. That's Matthew's 24 and 22. I'll start up uh, a little bit. let me start at 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Mm-hmm. Whosoever readeth, let him understand. Uh-huh. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Mm-hmm. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, mm-hmm. such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. Mm-hmm. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, stop there. Now, growing up in this class, hearing that scripture was always frightening to me. It sounded like, yo, we're talking about the end of the world and all these things. But the things that uh, the previous speakers were talking about is so very true. The, the thing Dr. Uh, Johnson ended with about not falling off, not uh, giving up at this at this late date is the same things that Yahweh was telling me because there are, listen, this is what Yash was talking about here, except those times be short. And I was listening to another lecture, Dr. Kinley lecture. I can't remember which one, of course, but he was saying, he was talking about that. I never understood that scripture in the way until he, I heard him explain it. If this satanic spirit is so powerful and Yahweh gave him that power, if, the time was to go on. We would be overcome, every last one of us. So it's Yahweh and Yahweh's mercy that he doesn't let the time go on. We are no match for that satanic spirit. Right. You see. So it's Yahweh's mercy that he'll do that. Whether it be, listen, and think about the end of the world, as Dr. Johnson said, listen, well, you, Dr. Kelly said it in, in, in like your end might come before, you know, we're thinking about Armageddon and all this, what some Christian concept of the end of the world. Your end may come at any time. And we've been saying that with all the brethren taking off the flesh. So the point is to be serious about this gospel is, is performing our reasonable service. If you've been in this class, Yahweh has shown you something. Why do you keep coming back? That's a, that's a question for yourself. We all have to examine ourselves. Why are we here? Why do I come to class? And if your reason is that you've seen something, then we ought to be thinking about our reasonable service to help somebody else see something. Maybe it'd be as a speaker, maybe it'd be as uh, uh, somebody doing some type of administrative thing, helping with the charts, whatever. Just being in class is an encouragement for other brothers. Okay. So now I want to go back up, go back up to 15, uh, 14, where you started at, and go give me the uh, tabernacle chart. I'm just going to try to put a little time we got left. Okay, fifteenth uh, verse. Right. When you therefore shall see the abomination of no, death, go to fourteen. Go to fourteen. Fourteenth verse. Mm-hmm. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a sure. witness unto all nations, and then shall the end. So now, 
This is Yahshua the Messiah, who the world calls Jesus Christ. And he said, this gospel, he didn't say gospels, he didn't say much, he said this gospel as in singular. Now, we look out in the world, there's many denominations of Christianity, and they all have their differences. Now, all of them can't be right. <laughs> you understand? Somebody's got to be wrong. So we might want to know what that this gospel that Yahshua was talking about, not what the pastor said, you understand? Not what some great uh, uh, Joseph Smith, you know, with the Mormon, not what he said. What he, what was Joshua talking about? Right. He said, this gospel, and listen, not what our dean, you see, anyway, this gospel shall be preached and then shall the end come. So we need to find out what this gospel is. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, sorry. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation right. spoken of by Daniel, the prophet, stand in the holy place okay he says stand in the holy place now yahshua was talking about a pattern see it's through this vision that yahweh revealed and made us partakers of that we know we wouldn't have known what that was stand in the holy place so that's the church right <laughs> he's talking about this tabernacle pattern you see that middle section there that is the holy place and there are specific things in that holy place it's representing something so what's in the holy place there is light which represents understanding. There is the table of shoe bread, you understand, which represents Yahshua. He said, I am the bread of the world. All these vessels in this holy place represent Yahshua. He said, I'm the light of the world. Shoe bread, the table of shoe bread, which is sustenance for the priests, is holy consecrated bread. Yahshua was the only, um, was the specially prepared body made to take on the sins of the world. You understand? That was holy consecrated. You understand? Only that body could take on the sins of the world. Right. And then you have the, the, uh, altar of incense the golden altar of incense which was representing an intercession between yahweh and man and then paul says it there's only one intercession between yahweh and man that's the man yahshua messiah you see so you stand in yahshua the messiah you see go ahead mm -hmm. then let them which be in judea flee into the mountains right let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house right Neither let him, which is so, and that's what see, that's what the things that Dr. Johnson was talking about brought it to my mind. He said, Neither let him, which is uh, on the housetop, come down. See, we're in this world, and we talked about this a couple classes ago. We're in this world, and you're in the flesh, and you're still dealing with the things of the world and the things of the flesh, right? But you, you come to class and you're learning about this stuff in class, and it's, sometimes it seems like they are uh, clashing. You see, you want to. You want to satisfy the things of the world. You want to satisfy what you're learning in class, you see. But what Yahweh is making it clear more and more to all of us that you're going to have to be dedicated to knowing something about Yahweh. You cannot play both sides of the fence. Mm -hmm. As Joshua said, I, don't be hot or cold. <laughs> I mean, don't be lukewarm. Be one or the other. Don't right. try to play both sides of the fence. What does that mean? Does that mean I should quit my job and, and just extricate myself from the world and just be in, do all I can do to be in class? Yahweh is aware that you are in this world and you got responsibility. But each of us, and that's the thing, that's what I'm saying, it's a personal thing between you and Yahweh. You know when you can take some time to study. You know when you can be in class. You know whether or not you are diligent. And then uh, what's the scripture that says uh, them that diligently seek him? Mm -hmm. Let's see. Just get that real quick and hold this where you at, bro. You got that, um, um, April? Um, yes, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm sorry. 
No, take your time. I got to do better with being able to remember these scriptures. Hebrews 11 and 6. Yes, mm -hmm. that's Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Okay, go ahead. For he that cometh to Yahweh must believe that he is, mm -hmm. and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let's see, now, if we really understood that, like Dr. Kim was saying, these classes are before. You, we'd be knocking down the doors to get to them. But because we're in this flesh, and it is a process to come to a knowledge of Yahweh, you understand? Then we still going back and forth. We still deal with the deflect. Listen, sometimes being in a, just you, you're in a physical body, when you have pains and you're dealing with sickness and illness, that's a distraction. That makes it hard for you to focus on Yahweh. What you're going to do, you're in the body, you can't take it off right now. You're not going to willingly take it off right now. You see, Yahweh is aware of that. You understand? And that's why we always rely on his mercy. He knows our limitations. You understand? But we know, each of us in our own selves, when we're slacking. You know you could have been in class that day. You understand? It's important. Because nothing else, you see what's happening in the world. Now, give me the, um, give me the uh, two mystery charts. We see what's happening in the world. And we're not recognizing that this satanic spirit is real. You understand? Like Dr. Killing was saying, he will overcome all of us if Yahweh don't shorten us. We are no match for him. You see, people out in the world talk about, I rebuke the devil. You can't do it. You understand? You need Yahshua Messiah. You, the only one that can do it is, is the one who created him. And if you don't have that spirit in you, you're not rebuking nothing. The thing about this whole this, uh, satanic spirit, he has attributes. You see, these are the things that Yahweh revealed to Dr. Kinley in the vision. He didn't figure this out. He has attributes and he operates by a pattern, just like the Holy Spirit. And he operates the same way. So if we learn this pattern, we can start to see him. And that's what Dr. Kinley said in the beginning of the textbook. He said that the, our aim here is to lead you to a, uh, I'm going to mess it up, but he talked, he said, you want to know the mystery of Yahweh and the mystery of iniquity. You know, that was strange to me when I first read, like, oh, you know, why we got to know about the devil? You got to know both, you understand? Because you got to be able to detect and identify the mystery of Yahweh and the mystery of Nick. So he's got these attributes. He's the father of lies. You understand? He says he will be like Yahweh. He is the son of perdition. He's got diviners and false prophets. Now, the thing about satanic spirit, we're all dealing with him. He's on all of us. Put thoughts in your head. Don't come to class. Don't do this. What uh, Nikki said she was just reading. Dr. Kinley talked about that often. You see, he don't come to us in a whatever you think devil might be, in some evil, scary way. Hey, Dorian, don't go to class. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that. He comes to you and it's appealing. The things he says make sense. Just like this. Look. Out in the world, we've been trying to tell people that Yahweh is the true name. That's what we always start with. And they say, it don't make a difference what you call him. God's not that paid. That makes sense to someone who is in, in, in a Christian concept in, in, with a carnal mind. That makes sense. It's not that they're stupid. That makes sense. But that is of the devil. Because Yahweh never said that. You see, so you go in Genesis where, where he deceives uh, the woman. He didn't come to her as, like we always say, if he was a snake or some uh, evil looking creature, she wouldn't have never talked to him. And he didn't come to her threatening her. 
You understand? He said he, the scripture says that the serpent was subtle, more subtle than any. This is what we're dealing with right now. He is subtle. And if you think you're not dealing with that same spirit, you are wrong. Understanding something by Yahweh. In fact, the, like that's why Dr. Kelly said, your problems don't start till you come into this class. You see, that's what Paul was talking about. The, this war we're fighting is not a physical war. It is a spiritual war. And when you start to recognize Yahshua and learn things about Yahshua, that satanic spirit is going to be more against you. You understand? So he didn't come to her. He came to her with beguiling words. He said, do Yahweh say this? He appealed to her vanity. You understand? He appealed to, he appealed to her intelligence. You'll be just like Yahweh. It made sense, you see. He did it, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of another example where he did the same thing. Oh, with uh, Saul, the King Saul, in, uh, I think that's in Samuel. You don't have to get it, but with King Saul, that made sense to Saul. I mean, put yourself in his shoes, that would make sense. Well, we're going to conquer this land. They have all these valuable things we can use. We can use them to make edifices to Yahweh, to honor Yahweh. That made sense to him. He didn't think that was wrong. But what did Yahweh say about it? So first thing we got to find out is what Yahweh is saying about things. You understand? We don't want to come up with our own concept. So if Yahweh said that the um, these times would be this bad, they're going to be. Now, we cannot like it all we want to. As I said, growing up in this class, I just didn't want to hear that. I don't like that. You understand? Nobody wanted to see. I always talking this depressing stuff, the end of the world. I never said that, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> you know? But now, when you look at the world and you see the deception is out there, see, even in the satanic spirit, I had you think this. Oh, it's, it's kind of getting better. They say the pandemic is ebbing. You know? We got to get through this racial unrest. But, you know, these things happen. It'll get better. It will not. And the... the uh, Dr. Kinley lecture, we hopefully are going to listen to Tuesday. Dr. Kinley says that. If, the war, if it wasn't this way, then this whole thing would be a lie. Yahweh, the, the, everything we're learning, the Bible would be a lie. Because he said it was going to be this way. So if you're looking for peace on earth, that's not going to happen. But the peace you can have is the peace of Yahshua Messiah in you. So give me one last scripture. I, I, I don't, I'm pretty much out of gas. Give me one last scripture. And that's what Paul says, put on the whole armor of Yahweh. I'm just, I'm trying to bring it That's, up to date and what we are all dealing with. You hear, I'm hearing the same testimony from all the brothers in every class that I listen to. You see, Yahweh is making it real to us. Everybody is under the gun. Everybody is dealing with a lot. And it's easy to get discouraged, you see. But those who endure, Yahweh wasn't playing when he said that. Right. I, I'm saying that because that, that's what I, I guess I didn't really... It was there the whole time. Endure don't mean it's going to be easy. <laughs> when you have to endure something, it's something that's unpleasant. Right. Something that's hard to deal with. When you're tired and you're working and you got all this stress and, and, and all this the financial pressures and you want to come home and you don't feel like being on class. Yes, that. You examine yourself. Do I actually get something out of this? That's what Yahweh has me at. Yahweh has shown me enough. That's just me personally. He's shown me enough that I know that he's real. I believe that he is real. So now, I don't want to be that ungrateful son. You see, sometimes you, you do what Yahweh say to show your gratefulness. 
You understand? I won't be that ungrateful son when, when the problem, when things hit the fan, now I'm Yahweh, help me, Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. But see, when everything's good, I ain't thinking about Yahweh. You understand? As she, you know, she ta- uh, talked about from that transcript, you know, you got a little, oh, you're tired, you're this and that. And Dr. Kelly said in that other one we listened to, he talked about, you know, you sang spirit or just tell you anything. And you sit there and listen to that. Oh, my pants ain't pressed. I would have won if it wasn't for my wife. I would have won if it wasn't for my husband. It's mm-hmm. any old thing. You understand? It wasn't supposed to be easy. So those things, you think about it. That those days you come home, you're tired after work or whatever the issue is, why you don't want to be on class or why you don't want to study. Once you do, if you be obedient, it really ain't that hard. It's an inconvenience, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's not the right word. But it ain't that difficult. We ain't resisting under death. You understand what I'm saying? We're not dealing with the things that a lot of the sons dealt with. Not yet. You see? So anyway, get the scripture. I'm just rambling. That's Ephesians 6 and 10. Mm-hmm. Finally, my brethren, be mm-hmm. strong in Yahweh and in the power of his might. Right. Put on the whole armor of Yahweh. Right. You may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Right. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Right. But against principalities, against powers, right. against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Right. Now, that's, the, that's the satanic spirit. Right. This is what Paul telling you. He ain't talking to the world. He's talking to sons, people who believe in Yahshua. That's what we're wrestling with. Go ahead. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of Yahweh, right. that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, mm-hmm. and having done all to stand. Mm-hmm. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, right. and having on the breastplate of righteousness, right. and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Mm-hmm. Above all, taking the shield of faith, Mm-hmm. wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked right and take the helmet of salvation mm-hmm. and the sword of the spirit which mm-hmm. is the word of yahweh so he said take the shield of faith and we had that red word how can you believe if uh i'm sorry mm-hmm. how does that go how can you believe and get the scripture real quick mm-hmm. I, I hope i'm making sense it's, right? it's yahweh's yeah Go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. Go ahead. Is Dr. Hello? April? Is Dr. Go ahead. Read it, Laura. Yes. Where, where that's, Rom- that that's Romans 10 and 4. I can get it if you if you need me to. That's I'm Romans happy. 10. Excuse me. Romans 10 and 4. A 14, I believe. I'm sorry. Yeah, Romans- 10 and 14. Romans 10 and 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Mm -hmm. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Right. And how how shall they preach except they be sent? Right. So how are you going to call on somebody you never heard? How are you going to believe in him that you didn't hear? That's what I'm asking y'all. It's fine to get on these on, on the floor and talk but to go into this gospel right the way that dr day was revealed to dr kim you see so we talk about something simple as the name mm-hmm. you understand we've proven that over and over again that's a basic fact you understand and it take go to the name chart real quick we i know we get tired of hearing these things you understand 
But th- this is how you can, this is what gave, gave me faith. And it's absolutely factual. People don't like it. They don't have to like it, but they cannot disprove it. Right. That Yahweh is the, the true name of the Heavenly Father. His divine title is Elohim. And the name of the Savior, the one who walked around and the one who was crucified, name is Joshua. It's absolute proven fact his name was not Jesus. His name was Joshua. And furthermore, to understand the true name gives you a better understanding of Yahweh and his nature, that he is in unity. Yahweh the Father, you understand? We have at the bottom of this chart. Mm-hmm. It's pure spirit. That same Yahweh took on a shape and form as Yahweh Elohim. That's still him, but in a different, um, uh, what's the word? Different state, thank you. In a different state, you understand? Same him, able to change states. Dr. Kenley's called him a threefold threefold spirit with the power of transmutation. Mm. You ain't never heard no preacher say nothing like that. Now you're learning about Yahweh, you understand? Mm. And then furthermore, he's able to further condescend and manifest in the flesh as Yahshua Messiah, the one who we just read about talking about, except these times be shortened. That was that same Yahweh, you understand? You're not a trinity. You run around here, got God over off there, and Jesus is poor little boy. That's why you think the Jews killed him. They killed God's son. That was God himself. And he, and he himself said it. He said, no man take my life. You run around here hating the Jews. He said, no man take my life except I lay it down. You see, see how just understanding the names can help you understand. It clears up a whole lot, you see. So these are the things that we need to hear. It establishes your faith. You see, Dr. Kinley called him a threefold spirit with the power of transmutation. You understand? So Yahweh, Romans 1, 19 and 20, Paul talks about, takes natural things to understand the spiritual things, mm-hmm. the invisible things. So Yahweh puts it in the earth. You have matter, which has three primary states of existence, gas, liquid, solid. Mm-hmm. One of the most, the fundamental element for all of us is water or H2O. It has three states of existence and it transmutes is testifying to your creator it is in a gaseous state invisible you understand no shape and form you are unaware of it in that state it has the power to transmute into a liquid state which we call liquid water we drink it every day it furthermore has a, the power to condescend or to, uh, as the temperature goes down, it will freeze and become a solid. Right. It's still H2O. You understand? It's still the same element in all three different states that's showing you Yahweh and pure spirit, invisible, abstract has the ability to take on a shape and form known as Yahweh Elohim, seen only in visions and revelations, not flesh. You understand? Dr. Kinley called him a great heavenly anthropomorphic being. You understand? And he further can come down and manifest as a flesh, listen, as a baby in Mary's womb. I see the bell, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. You see what I'm saying? That's the same Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Now, these are the things that start to give you some faith. Wait a minute. You can understand water. You can understand it. You learn that in grade school. You understand the states of matter and how they can change, how things can transmute through different states. You learn that in school. 
that's telling you something about your creator. You see? So then Trinity concept gets thrown out. You see, now those, these are the things that start to give you some faith. And that's what Paul was talking about. Above all, take the shield of faith. You got to believe in Yahweh. And I know my time is up, but if we don't, uh, listen, the things we're seeing now in this world, it's enough to shake anybody's faith. You see, we try to anticipate what how, I don't think Yahweh would do that. I don't think I'm to the point I'm done trying to anticipate Yahweh. What it is, is I've seen enough that I got faith that whatever he's going to do, if I'm a son, he's going to, he is going to be the right thing for me. He's going to protect me. He's going to keep me. That's it. All right. So that's the faith. You just got to have faith in Yahweh. And how you get it, you got to learn it. You understand? You have to experience Yahweh in your life. We go through our life experiencing Yahweh all the time. I know it's almost up. We go through life experiencing Yahweh all the time, but we don't know what we're looking at. So we come to this school and learn this vision, and we know what we're looking at. We're able to hear Yahweh's voice. He's talking to us the whole time. We just don't know what we're hearing. It's like he's talking in another language to us that we don't understand. So you come to class to learn the language. And then you begin to see how Yahweh's always, always been operating in your life. Then you begin to have some faith. So that when times like this happen, these troubling times, you rely on that foundation that Yahweh gave you. That is your faith. All praise the Yahshua Messiah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Lewis. This brings an end to this afternoon's class. As a uh, reminder, there will be a series of special lectures starting next Sunday, April 4th. The first lecture will cover the three days and three nights of Yahshua the Messiah in the heart of the earth. We would like to thank all of our speakers, our visiting brethren, and all other participants for joining us this afternoon. We hope that everyone was edified and asked that you come back and study with us. We hold classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. and on Sundays from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. We would like to ask everyone to remain muted until the host has indicated the recording has stopped. We will now have doxology taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time and now and ever. Let us all say, hallelujah.